0: Good morning, welcome to the weekly roundtable. C-SPAN here, a couple quick announcements, and we'll get right into today's topic. So, uh, first one, and number one on the list. Uh, When this drops, there's going to be, I think there's 13 or 14 guys, maybe up to 15 right now, going through Cadre Academy. And, uh, you know, we had Cadre Danny on this show uh, when all this started, and I'm just going to tell you, I think those guys are crazy. Basically, you're going to have about 17 or 19 miles on your feet before you start a heavy. So uh, as you're going through your weekend, you know, playing with the kids and raking leaves, uh, have those guys in in the back of your mind maybe say a little prayer that we keep everybody safe and uh, all those guys. um, Let's just – we're going to say hopefully they thrive rather than just survive Cadre Academy. So hopefully they have a good time and uh, get after it. So – Next thing on the list is um give to give you guys just blew that number away so proud of f three and all the guys uh, that got involved with that um, just really cool uh, again and uh and window over the next couple of uh, a couple of months we'll you know we'll be on the podcast tour talking about what they're using the money for them. uh keep you guys posted on how everything went, goes with that next thing on my list is I was on the um I was with Battalion Job and uh, Tommy Boy talking 8-Block um, last week. Got a bunch of really cool messages from guys over the last week. And mostly when we talk about 8-Block, one of the things that I always want to tell you guys, we've had, we've been doing that like, really since I'm trying to think, maybe five or six years, seven years, something like that. But one of the things we talked about in the beginning is you need a map. And um, that 8-Block's a really good way to do it. If you know, if you got something else you're using, make sure you share it with the guys around you. But if, don't just kind of float through the year. Um, you know, have a plan. Set some goals. Work on your first F, work on your second F, work on your third F. But mostly focus on that concentric piece and get your get yourself right. And uh, have a have a plan. Have a map. So appreciate all the notes. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you catch that one and uh, work on that. And then uh, my final thing on my notes, uh, we hit 3,000 workouts, and so just high fives all around. That's great. And so two things I'm going to say when you guys have 3,000 workouts as a, as a, as a group. Uh, two things that got us here, and don't forget them. The first one is ALR, which is ask, listen, remember. And then the second one is uh, always be headlocking, because it uh, doesn't matter how many workouts we have, we don't have them full of guys. So just continue to keep headlocking, guys. And the reason I started with ALR and then headlocking is because you're going to know guys who need F3 long before um, they ever know they need F3, and so you'll be able to see those. You'll be able to see those sad clowns, talk to them, and then invite them out to the workouts, and that's what's really going to get them out. So let's just jump into today's topic. So a couple of uh, longtime guests for the roundtable, and a couple of really super hard chargers. So we're going to start with the easy stuff first. Winnebago, who, you? how long have you been
1: doing F3? Thanks, c I don't know how I got to go first, but um, away we go. Uh, I, I guess the true EHer is my wife. Um, I'm, I'm going to make this story a little bit better than it's been in the past. So, you know, um, it kind of came down to I was pulling a, hey, baby, how you doing?, And she said, "Um, yeah, your boobs are bigger than mine. You need to fix this. And there's this guy I know um, who goes by Pavarotti who told me about this uh, F3 thing. And they work out early in the morning. And uh, you should go do that. So, you know, uh, all the married men know that that is a primary motivator. So um, I got up early and started going to this thing called F3. And the rest is history. Um and that was like ten nine years ago. I have lose track. But it was it F three was much smaller then.
0: Yeah, and uh special shout out to Pavarotti. And then also special shout out to your M. <laughs> and um and for those of us uh who know you, I'm nice it's nice to know your boobs are smaller. So I uh we're very proud of you for that. But obviously, um shout out to Pavarotti. And um, I am going to let you shout out a couple other guys because you should shout out your region where you normally post at because those guys love you.
1: Um, I guess that it is F3 Lake Norman is the uh, most frequent and well-known um, F3 Mecca. I also dabble in that. Um, that is for people who are not in the Charlotte area. Kind of the uh, northern, eastern um, close suburbs. So Concord, Huntersville, Cornelius. Uh, I also do some uh, Race City, which is Mooresville. And then um, the other guest on this podcast draws me up to Statesville sometimes. So I do some traveling. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. And being that we are going, in, in case you wanted to know how I got the uh, order for tonight, we are going in descending height order. So finger looking good. Who eh? <laughs> you? How long have you been doing F3? <laughs> Oh man. So uh rent a cop out of Ray City, uh Kyle Pinkerton. He uh we worked together and uh I wanted to uh get a little bit more fit for a tough mutter for my first ever anything event. And uh he was like, Come out to F three and uh get more fit and I was like, Yeah, let's do that And uh it sucked me in deeper than I ever Ever anticipated, so uh, uh, it turned out to be one of the one of the best uh, forks in the road I ever took. So um, that was five, six, yeah, six or seven years ago. Yeah, yeah I was going to say we've been on doing this too long because I think you're at six or seven. Yeah. So I. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and uh, I remember it was October special... 22nd, but I don't know when. <laughs> Well, and we're going to do a special <laughs> shout out to Renna to Renna Cop, because uh, obviously a very solid guy, super guy. Yeah. And, hey, and hey. then let's get your go ahead. <laughs> I always tell him, I say, "Hey, big dummy." <laughs> get your shout outs so on who you want to co- who you want to cover. I know you're a statesman guy, but I know you kind of bounce around workouts too. Who you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Ray City for sure. Uh for all they do, man, they they do a lot of work. Uh, a lot of good things out there. Uh Statesville, they're uh, crossroads F3. They're they're growing strong and uh putting a lot of good things together and getting new guys out and and pushing each other and and uh they just had a little meeting and they're they're going down a really good direction. I'm I'm really proud of those guys. Um Lake Norman, I haven't been down there in a while. I still talk to a lot of guys down there, but uh, I hope they're doing well, and I need I need to get down there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, for the listeners, obviously you can tell these guys are uh, – they've been around a while. They've, um, they've, they've helped push the fitness level of F3 um, the whole time they've been involved, and obviously they're making a huge contribution – We're going to kind of bounce around on topics today, and the first one we're going to start with is a sad one. And so, uh, you know, if you're uh, driving in the car with the kids or whatever, um, these guys are going to probably talk a little bit about what's going on uh, with them personally, but uh, we just can't emphasize enough with the mental battle, the time of the year. Um, You know, if you need somebody to talk to, both of these guys are available, I'm available, just reach out, find somebody, um, and... Don't feel like you're in this alone. And so I'm just gonna leave that there. But obviously uh thing are looking good, why don't we start with you? And um one of you you know, anything you want to share about Chicken Little? And I I know uh you know, I know you shared some fun stories at the um tribute workout, but anything you wanna share, just uh floor is yours. <clears throat> uh yeah, thanks, man. Uh man, I thought we were going tallest to shortest Dadgummit. it. Um so little man. Uh he was a he was a little dude. He was like five three. Um, but man, he was he was as tall as a mountain. Uh sorry. Yeah. Hey hey Bagel, let's give him a chance to catch his breath and let's uh anything you want to toss in. I know you guys were training partners and I uh I, I caught him off guard there. So um or anything you want to start off with?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, the, it, this is always a tough subject. You know, tough to uh, talk about uh, regular situations, you know, uh, not in the aftermath of tragedy and um, missing signs and, you know, you um, know, saying goodbye to people, um, but, uh, you know, yeah, Chicken uh, Little was, you know, in our training circle. Um, I wasn't as close to him as, as some were, uh, but it's uh, very personal to me in that, uh, you know, I've for years and years, uh, and actually F3 is one of the primary reasons that I feel that I've gotten a really good handle on, um, you know, depression for myself, uh, which was pretty much, a, a never ending thing from high school until probably early thirties. Um, it's, it's everywhere. I actually am starting to think that Almost every man uh, has to deal with it uh, to some degree, and they don't even know what it is because the image of uh, depression is often um, a wrong one, you know, one that you think that everybody, you know, someone who mopes around all the time and, um, you know, Debbie Downer, uh, things like that, when the reality is um, people who experience that become very um, crafty with putting a, a a good public face on, but uh, also even somewhat surprisingly to themselves, slowly snip the, the cords of connection to everyone around um, as they slide into that. So what I've I've done um, since I've gotten a, a much better hold of it, and it was. Lots of uh, years of intentional work is uh, just always being very candid about it and giving people permission to talk about it uh, because it's a, a sad reality, and we don't need to to go through it. I mean, it, you know, we um, in F3 profess our commitment and you know brotherhood, um, but it's when we're most uh, candid and vulnerable. Can we actually fulfill that? Um, So, you know, unfortunately, uh, Chicken, you know, was overtaken uh, by his own demons, you know, whatever they might be. And they're usually multiple. Um, So, you know, I'm standing with uh, my bestie, Finger, uh, who was very close with him. Um, saying, you know, we can honor this guy by, um, you know, making sure that people know who he was, um, which was a total rock star. I mean, you know, uh, if there was an Iron Pax, he was an Iron Pax. Um, He was exceptional in his athletic ability and his likability. So honoring him, and then also making sure that people have permission to come forward and say it's a problem for me too. Because uh, the biggest challenge is when you you're circling the drain. Um, you know, you you don't always have um, you know the courage to to step up, or don't know what to do, or who to reach out to, or you feel like you're the only one. And the reality is, I think every man in F3, uh, who starts having good, deep conversation with other men, realizes that there's really not much that they're going through that isn't experienced by most everyone else in the group. So, um, I'll kind of put a pin in that. uh, Let Uh, finger for anything that he wants to. Um, Yeah, man. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a tough subject for me, Um, but um, I think that's very important to, you know, how we honor him is we go out to work out and we, we put everything out there, uh, whether that is physically or, um, putting everything out there, you know, for your brother's side of you. Um, <clears throat> you really need to, you know, you know, it's, it's in the gloom and it's dark, but, you know, make sure when you're looking left or right that that you're checking on your mates. Uh, you know, ask ask hard questions. Uh, I would challenge everybody to do that. Um, the only way you grow is being uncomfortable. So asking uncomfortable questions um, to your brothers um, can can at least plant a seed for uh, for them to come see you later, maybe. So um, I would definitely. Uh, encourage everyone to do that, um, and just uh, you know, we we honor we honor Chicken Little, and we honor you know his family and people like him. Uh, he was Marine Corps veteran. Uh, he was just in for for a year, so um, he was just coming up on a year actually, um, and uh, so he um, we honor them by taking. Very crappy situations like this, and turn them into an opportunity uh, to learn and grow as a group, um, as men, as fathers, as husbands, um, just as as friends, and you know, challenge each other and work hard. Um, you know, Chicken Little woke up every single day with fighting something, but. It didn't matter if it was a workout or if it was physically at work. He would outwork anybody or outdo anybody or out whatever anybody all day long. doesn't matter. He was the hardest working dude in the room. He was the hardest working dude at the workout. He was the hardest prayer uh, during the uh, COT. Uh, I mean, he was, he was a definitely a true definition of that. So... uh you know, I would challenge everyone uh, also to uh, step it up a level. You know, if you're doing the same thing every day, um, just go a little bit more. Go a little bit harder and uh, get outside of your comfort zones because that's what that's what he did every single day. I'm going to let you both take a breath. I'm going to just share with the listeners. So, obviously, this is, in, this is a guy that had a huge impact on all of us. I just wanted to share a story. Um Cobra Kai is heavy. Uh, that was in 2019. Uh, Chicken Little was there, and I'm I'm gonna say it, I think he just said, "Hey, I think I want to do a heavy." I think you know he was the kind of guy that could just show up and do whatever. But we did a I think maybe it was after the 12 mile time hack. We we were at a at a football field with then in there. and had this long circuit workout, um, and he got so far up in front that like. I don't want to say I was getting laughed, but I was close to getting laughed, right? And um, and I was talking junk to him, and he and I laughed so hard. It was just one of those ones you just realize how great a guy's personality is, because I was like, "Dude, don't tell me how you can how good you are at you know six hours into this thing. I, you know it's going to last 24 hours. You don't have to show me you know how fast you are now." But he chirped me and and laughed with me the whole time, um, so as you're listening to this podcasters, I just want you to know uh, these two guys are super, super, just great humans, right? And um, if you decide to make, you know, something like this happens, um, these are the kind of guys you're leaving behind. I mean, it's just, there's got to be another answer. And I just want you to, I love finger looking good saying, everybody go a little bit harder. Everybody try a little harder. I'm going to second his challenge and say, We're looking for this next level of brotherhood. Um, Be the kind of guy that reaches out that extra bit because we really don't know each other. And so just keep trying to build those relationships the best you can. So I'm going to let you both take a breath now. I'm going to take a breath. Main reason we're going to talk today is we're going to tell some funny selection stories because these guys both um, trained super hard this whole year to get ready for selection, and they both did uh, very well um in selection i thought this was going to be our first year that we had a f3 man uh complete go ruck selection and uh, that's really what today's podcast was supposed to be about but life got in our way too big and so um we had to get all we had to get uh, a little bit of our story of a friend chicken uh, out and then um we're just going to start talking about selection stories so Bago, i know you always got a funny story you want to try and um uh, uh maybe um Start us off with a we're make, we're doing a hard transition here, so i'm gonna say you wanna uh you wanna tell us something easy with uh, and then we'll start telling selection stores
1: yeah yeah uh i mean i I'm a firm believer that i mean selection is terrible it, it's really terrible um physically awful um mm-hmm. there's no sugar coating it but there is a ton of uh, like fun or there's entertainment to be found even at your own expense and the uh, one of the funniest moments for me cadre um, j c jordan um the opener uh cadre e d street um, you know i've known him for a while through events and things like that, and, um, you know, he, uh, his, he's just a super nice guy, but he manages to, um, you know, turn all that off and not be super nice. So we, it was the middle of the night, and we were doing um, sandbag lunges with Ruck um, on this little Island, and I'm doing finger air quotes. It wasn't anything. It was just like this rocky ground that moved underneath your feet as you um, took each step. And um, it was just near impossible because they were 80-pound sandbags, waterlogged. Ruck was waterlogged because they threw us in the water after we had not uh, dry-proofed our bags. So all of our clothes in there were wet, so really these were lunges with probably 160-plus pounds um, total on uh, poor footing. So we're doing these lunges, uh, and the guy next to me is doing terrible. And the way that it is is it's just like, you know, they pull off the weakest ones, get them to go away, and then it's the next weakest one and next weakest one and everything. And um, he was just doing terrible. I, I don't, I mean, really, really bad so JC was just all over him just nonstop uh, getting on him and then he comes over and he goes uh, comes up to my ear and they they always use roster numbers but then he whispers in my ear Mark if you don't think that I don't notice how bad you're sucking because the guy next to you is sucking worse you're wrong so do the work better. and then he just walked away, and it was just weird. Like it was something that like was actually very nice because when you are in something like that and you are constantly being referred to as a thing, a, a number, just hearing your own name is very nice, so while he was trying to get in my own head, it was like, oh, well, you said my name. That was great. Like, just hearing somebody say my name made me feel better. <laughs> uh, it lasted for, like, two and a half seconds. But um, that was one of my more memorable, um, entertaining things. Um, so I'll let um, Finger a, offer anything yeah. that he has.
0: Yeah, there was a <laughs> – oh, that's funny. <laughs> JC, Cadre. JC selection was awful. Um so, uh, one of mine was during the 12-miler, and it was on, we hadn't even made one lap yet, and uh, I was probably running about P3, uh, coming off the hill, and we went down into the field, and we took this right by the by the river, and uh, you kind of go through, like, these little woods, and uh, it just, like, everything's dark at that point, and uh, everybody's kind of, you know, the guy a couple guys in front of me just took off running and I'm like, ah, I'm not running. But uh man, as soon as we stepped out into the open field, like a pack of coyotes started howling. And I'm like, Hmm. I don't really know what I'm gonna do here But it sounded like they were super close and I'm like, Well, it's either selection or coyotes. So here we go. And uh everybody you would pass, you're like did you guys see the coyotes? Did you hear the coyotes? they oh, they're not over here, are you? It <laughs> felt so, like everybody, nobody's worried about the twelve miles. We're sixteen hours in or whatever it is, and um, and uh, everybody's worried about coyotes and not worried about twelve miles at all. <laughs> so that was uh, that was probably the first like little little snippet where I was like, man, this is kind of a funny moment, but. Um, uh, we were doing so. The best one, like it was the worst. It was the worst of my time because uh, it was right before I, get, uh, I guess I didn't pass out, but I left Ohio for a while. Um, was this guy beside time me? We were doing The chat. It was time. I was time traveling, and there was this guy beside me. We were doing the chat, and we're stepping up. And all of a sudden, this dude just stops, and he's looking up into the trees. And we're doing, like, four reps or five reps, six reps, whatever. And finally, uh, JC, he's like, Candidate, what are you looking at? And he's like, that big bird up there. He's like, get your eyes off the bird and start doing step-ups. We're not here to bird watch. And he does, like, two more, and then he just stops again, still looking at this bird. So everybody else is looking at this bird, but nobody can find this bird. So now the cadre stopped, came over to the guy trying to find this bird, and he's like, "They're like, candidate, where is this bird at?" He's like, "It's right there. It's a big purple bird." And <laughs> they just pulled him. And they're like, you're, you're done. <laughs> so. so. For the listeners, we now know how to immediately get dropped from selection. Just start having everyone look for the big purple bird, and that'll immediately get you dropped. So, uh, and hopefully, that guy got rehydrated and stopped hallucinating after that. Oh man, so yeah, I guess he got super dehydrated and started hallucinating. Yeah, and and, uh, it just—it was crazy because I remember like—I remember like laughing. I'll go, I like, do. What do you? What do you get your life together? And I'm over here struggling. <laughs> uh,
1: that well, was about. I, that you was know,
0: about the, other than the bike, the bike guy was kind of funny. Yeah.
1: Bike boy, for sure. Yeah,
0: bike boy was yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah and what, I think um, the the the, the
1: the snake crawl, the snake crawl was super fun. Dude, hey, the, I think
0: I had never done. The yeah, snake there's but I. Yeah, I was gonna say they somebody's got to do the snake story and somebody's got to do the bike boy story because we need both of those. All right, I got the snake one. Um, you can do bike boy. Um, okay. But so we're so there. You know, it's all there's always a low crawl from the from the river up to the top of the hill or or both. Um, but Mocha, he's like, get on your face! They're yelling at you. It's during the welcome party, and. uh and they're like, uh, something about – somebody was crawling or something. They're like, oh, you want to you use your hands? I'll just take your hands from you. You're not allowed to use your hands. Crawl like a snake. <laughs> like, every, I've never even done this before. never even thought it was a thing. But uh, I guess it is a thing. But, um, you know, you're laying on your belly. You've got your hands down to your side, and you're just wiggling to move forward uh, without using your hands. And it turns out I have a superpower – of being able to low crawl that way because <laughs> uh, me and uh, Jala actually smoked everybody by like 200 yards. It was amazing. <laughs> so, and uh, for the listeners, it's basically what he's talking about is he's basically doing like a J-Lo almost except his belly's on the ground. And so he's this like worm in yeah. it. Like we didn't, know, we didn't know you were actually a break dancer in another life, but you're basically doing the worm kind of twisting, slithering in a low crawl with your arms glued to your side. So it was pretty yeah, impressive. Absolutely. It was right. terribly fun, kind of. <laughs> kind of. So, Bago, tell us about Bike Boy.
1: Well, first of all, snake crawling is rough on the nips. So um, <laughs> just a word of the wise, uh, a little Luco tape on the nips uh, goes a long way. Um, bike Boy, I mean, that was... Uh, something. Uh, apparently this is, a you know, this is a, a dude who he's just probably living life like, you know, uh big Lebowski uh, or, you know, the regular Lebowski. And uh, he just rolls up to the start point on a bike. He had ridden from Indiana, and that's just how – He gets around, and um, he parked his bike there, and apparently the the main problem was, I mean, the bike was a problem, but he didn't lock it, and in the festivities, um, especially at the start, anything that is just remotely off, it just becomes blown out of proportion, especially if Jason gets a hold of it because he, you know, gets a thing and gets fixated on it. So they um, just made a spectacle out of him. And he was, like, having to push his bike around while carrying his ruck and his extra supply bag um, and his helmet. And uh, the thing was, I, I don't ever get stressed out during the starting stuff, like the yelling and the screaming and the getting in your face and telling you stuff. Like, it just... It doesn't bother me. Like, if anything, I laugh. And I was laughing really, really hard at this because it was hilarious. And there used to be... Actually, I think the show came back. But when I was in college, there was this show on Comedy Central called Crank Yankers. And it was people, comedians who made prank calls, but they reenacted it with puppets. And one of the puppets was called Special Ed. Totally not PC, but he was a special needs kid who wore a helmet and um, you can go and search that out but it was that was going through my head this guy who was supposedly special needs making crank calls wearing a helmet while bike boy pedaled around and he was just you know he did all of this stuff and then um you know he did all this stuff they made him uh do the Five mile timed ruck with his bike, which I don't know why he didn't even ride the bike. That was just a mystery to me because he totally could have, but instead decided to push it the whole way. He did, he could even like scooter it, but he didn't. Um, so he got it all the way to the the field in Jason's dad's house, but then like later on, just basically had a moment of like I don't feel like I'm doing I like doing this anymore, and just quit then, um, you know, uh, and nothing major, so it's really wild, I mean, you know, you, you come across all different types, I mean, you know, we were um, coming across a bunch of people who, you know, uh, are a little too screw loose on this stuff, like, you know, they're watching and they're like, man, this is, like, don't you just get off on watching this, it's like, nope. I do not. I definitely do not. And then there's other people who, like, you know, they come. Uh, and it seems like signing up and, you know, doing the welcome party is the entry ticket to just having a fun weekend, which is it totally is. I agree. But, you know, I think there's some people who, like, that's the way they're going to go. So yeah, um, it, w- it was a lot of good stories. Um, you know, I definitely have more if we, uh, have time, um, yeah. it was good. I think the, I think, I think the fun um, of selection, I think the best part of selection is the training, uh,
0: tr- like selection sucks, but it's awesome. Um, it's a, it's this is terribly awesome. Um, but it, like the training for, I mean, for me anyway, uh, I think me and, and Winnebago had a blast, um. We even, you know, we set up training sessions and like we had, we had fun training for this selection. The last selection, uh, I think we, uh, I think we were too scared to have fun. Now, tell me, one of you has got to describe to us because when you, you guys did so well in team assessment and um, you both, uh, you both went into selection very fit. And healthy um, and your minds were right tell us a little bit somebody one of you tell us a little bit about that comparison of team assessment compared to this round of selection because they were trying it all it looked like they wanted to have a, have a I don't know what you call it a black class where they get nobody to finish so that's what it looked like they wanted to wash everybody out so just just the way they uh-huh. I mean I'm not a trained observer but as an observer it looked like they didn't want anybody to finish so somebody take uh, both parts of that where where you guys' fitness level was, and then a little bit about just the intensity of this this class of selection uh yeah i'll take I'll take you first a little bit of it um you can segue in bago um, so team assessment is totally different than selection uh team assessment is you don't get the uh the mental gains uh on they might a little bit, but it's not even close to the same. It might be the same as, like, a challenge, uh, you know, a heavier, a tougher, a basic or something like that. Um, you actually kind of have a little bit of fun. You can kind of joke around with them. Um, but uh, team assessment is, is volume. It's like, hey, go do this thing, and we'll tell you when to stop kind of thing. Um you know, carry the sandbag over here, put it over here. You, you kind of get the same thing at selection, but the intensity level is so much higher. Um, selection is, uh, it it winds down as your body winds down because the cadre know that, you know, you're tired and they know what can, uh, you know, by the time, you know, I don't know, daylight breaks the next day, they can pretty much tell each candidate what they can do to them to, to get to them and what they can't. Um, so it's a different, it's a, it's a totally different feel. Um, as far as training, like going into team assessment, we were pretty fit, but, uh, I think we really stepped it up a notch going into selection and, uh, like I felt me personally, I was really, really good. Uh, even though I got med dropped, um, I don't know how long, I, I don't even know how long I made it in. Somewhere Somewhere during the Chad, um, my body still felt good and my mind was still not wanting to quit. Uh, it was just um, I didn't keep up with my water good enough and that's what ultimately took me out. Um, but the physical level that you've got to be at isn't necessarily, um, you know, there, there's, you know, uh, I don't know, CrossFitters, they're way more fit than I am, but it's a different kind of fit. But uh, the task that they put in front of them, their bodies will be fine, but their their minds will break. So it's uh, – I'm not saying it's not physically hard, but it, it becomes a real – big mind screw of can I – can I and because it's a very – selection as a, as an individual event, can I do this? And for a challenge or team assessment, it's can we do this? And me and Bago didn't have any doubt in our minds during team assessment, I can do this as long as you're here with me. <laughs> I'm not going to quit because you're here. And you don't have that option at selection. So I think that plays a huge role um, – between team assessment and selection. Bayo, go
1: ahead. I kind of took over a little bit. Sorry. No, uh, everything that you said is true. Uh it's you don't realize how much um just a tiny drop of positivity uh goes a long way. Just having somebody there that you can just like, you know, little uh wink and a nod, a little slap in the ass uh, that will, you know, give you just a little boost of power. Or, do you you know, one can push and one can pull and, you know, um, just team assessment, having the other person there and being able to communicate. Uh, communication, I guess, is what I'm saying. Is just being able to uh, interact with people on a, a human level it is huge. Um, selection, I, I, I really... Feel like uh, this just came to me. It's kind of when uh, in I think it's Return of the Jedi. Maybe The Empire Strikes Back. I don't know. Where Luke is training with Yoda, and he said basically says you have to face your uh, your greatest fear. And, you know, he he goes and has uh, to face the Vader in his mind. Selection is very much like that. of any Whatever you fear can be used against you. And I know for me personally, hydration and heat is my biggest fear. Not pain, not discomfort, not cold, not hard work, hydration. And uh, I've had heat sickness multiple times. And... Um, the first day was um uh, eighty five degrees with a heat index of more, and I kind of bugged out on that like and there was i didn't have anybody to like you know uh really go into on that uh, physically i think that they're similar. In that, like, the amount of work. Now, we, you know, when you get to the final shark attack and the, the massive uh, onslaught of that, haven't been there, but even just watching it on on screen, it's like, yeah, team assessment has nothing like that. Even the shark attack that's there, it's not the same. Um, it's just a, a very interesting thing, and it's always changing. You can, you know, even if you've done it before, I mean, you know, we're... we're twice not completing this event and we came in, I mean, I was, the first time that I went through, I was not upset when it came to an end because I'm, I don't know, I didn't have the, the extra uh, bit that is required to, this time. I was pretty devastated because I didn't have any – it wasn't anything that I expected. I expected to finish, and it didn't happen, and um, it's hard. I mean, you got to train like crazy. You have to be good in so many different things, and running is not necessarily one of them. So anybody who's looking to do it, don't waste a ton of time running. Um but is it a beast of event, and you have to be very, very unbreakable on on everything. And I, and I almost think that you have to be willing to, you know, not say it, but truly go out on a stretcher to uh, accomplish this goal. Which um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, that's uh, a big thing to ask, especially people who have families.
0: Yeah. And I, I was gonna, you guys got me thinking about something and you know, for the F, you know, F3 guys, and I know there's a lot of guys who uh, are, are kind of borderline F3 guys. When I, when I do rucking podcasts, they listen. So, but you brought up, you brought up, uh, you both brought up something that's been really intriguing to me. The way we train now, because the way you train is the way you're going to play, right? And we do so much stuff in this brotherhood, right? And we, uh, all three of us in the beginning of this call were actually talking about brotherhood because that's the part we love. That's the part we crave, right? It's the workout is what we're doing, right? Because it would be weird if I just showed up and we sat on the porch together. But if we go work out, it's, it's what we do, right? But it, it almost, like, we almost have an unfair advantage in anybody when it's a team event because that's what we do every morning, right? Um, not There aren't many of us that just train by ourselves, That and that's probably this, this other thing you're talking about, Winnebago, is it's you know when you're battling it by yourself, it's kind of always you. Those guys probably do a lot more training by themselves than anybody from F three is ever going to do. So I don't know if anyone, if either one of you want to tackle that or add anything to it.
1: It', it great. It's exhausting time. to to um, to train by yourself. I mean. It, f three is absolutely amazing, awesome. You can get super duper fit from f three but if you're doing wanting to do team assessment or pre selection selection, I do not see any way that you can accomplish it solely doing f three stuff. I don't um you agree you're, you need to be lifting like very regularly. Um, unless you really, really know a ton about programming and training, you need to get assistance with that. Um, and the really, really tough thing is uh, about training by yourself is you do not have any measuring stick. Everything sucks when you're training by yourself. Like, you're just going as hard as you can, and all you know is that sucked, and does it feel like it's more than it should have, less than it should have? You know, you don't really know. And that's really, really tough to, to you know, do it day in, day out, um, is just training by yourself and not knowing, is this good enough? Um, you know, I, I had to create... Um, targets for myself uh, of doing a circuit workout of, you know, you're doing rounds or, you know, um, you're doing an AMRAP, 20-minute AMRAP, or, you know, um, there was one that I did where it was a sandbag workout where it was AMRAP. And I started it and I just said, I'm going to work out until my wife gets home. And I don't know how long that's going to be. It ended up being 45 minutes. But I had to create a pace that was sustainable that I could go through it but then if she got home in 15 minutes I still would have gotten a good workout so it's really really hard to do by yourself training and it gets super boring oh man super boring
0: yeah, one, you one, need to have some sort of partner in crime <laughs> yeah i mean that's what uh you know we didn't train together every single day but we um we got together on Thursday mornings, uh pretty regularly. But um um yeah, everything he's saying is true as far as training by yourself. Um, you know, I have a I have a pretty disciplined regiment and it it takes a toll on if you are if you do have a family, uh I think this and you're planning on doing something like team assessment, uh pre selection or selection. Um it takes a toll on the family as well. Um, they have to be just, a committed, just as committed to that goal as you are, even though they think it is the dumbest thing in the world. Uh, so <laughs> when you got when you got a cornerstone in your, it's uh, the dumbest thing in the world. And, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and we still love it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still great entertainment. Um, I do. It, and I'm it, still going to tell you, you're you're better off training for something than not training for something. So, well, I think that's true. Like, I mean, it's it, it you know, it's it's crazy, and there's only what what 70 something people showed up for selection this year, uh, out of the entire world. So, I mean, it's it's either a not well known or not crazy or too crazy to to do right, um, but the event, man, I, I love the event. Um, you know, I don't know if I'll do it again, but selection, the event, uh, even team assessment, like it brings out, um, like, I mean, all of us have done a heavy, so like you can see those souls of, uh, of just, of the human just come out of that and, and dig deep to, to go just a little bit further, but man, at team assessment and selection, it's amplified to a new level. That's just, it's just amazing to me. Um, When when you just see a human, even if they don't pass selection, selection is not about, um, you know, it's cool to, it would be awesome to pass it. uh, And I congratulate and and respect every one of them that that has. But um, the event itself, uh, it, even if you do only make it two hours in, but you push yourself to, to your breakable spot, your your mental break, your physical break, um, you know, whatever that is, and you push yourself as just an individual human to go out and do something super, super hard that the ch- when you sign up for selection, your odds of finishing are worse or, or better <laughs> than, uh, than finishing, right? So, uh, you got a better chance of dying on the way to the on the way to the event than you do passing the event. So it's like it's uh, you're you're not signing up for a completion yet. That's just a byproduct of it. But that journey that goes on between that is just uh, so amazing. And uh, right up until whatever point that is, whether that's finishing or quitting or uh, I, I I think you you know I quit the first time and. Uh, that's not where you want to be. I can tell you that for sure. Um, but when you push yourself to that physical limit, um, you know you you really truly feel like a human, and all the other problems that you have in your life, they don't exist. Selection, uh, worldly problems don't exist. Uh, your your depression doesn't exist. Your um what your work doesn't exist like and that's that is the core of a human soul i think all right you guys are getting uh I agree you guys are getting deep on me yeah you guys are I, I so appreciate you guys being on the podcast i um we're getting on top of our time i'm going to ask a couple more questions the first one i'm going to do is uh why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about what you guys are training for this year? Because I think this is another one that guys struggle with is they have a big year like you guys did uh, for 2021. Um, maybe you guys can talk a little bit about what you're doing in 2022, maybe some of your fitness stuff you're working on in 2022. Um, because I think that would be good for the listeners to kind of hear, um, you know, as we talk about the mental battle and always training for something or always training for life, maybe you guys can share what you're doing and, um Give you guys a little just snapshot of what's going on with you. I, I don't know who wants to take that first. Bagel, you want to take that first?
1: Go ahead, tall guy. Sure. Yeah, uh, I mean my schedule is open. A couple things you mentioned at the outset, the Cadre Academy. I had declined the opportunity to do that because um, of this podcast. So I'm really disappointed by that. Um, but you know. <laughs> A commitment to commitment. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it, was, uh, it was too short of uh, notice to do it, and I had already been to Ohio once, and I was like, yeah, that, no, I don't like God's country that much. Um, but I am uh, expecting to be in class, um, I don't know, is, is this one the beta and next one's one or next, this is one and next one's two. Whatever it is, next year that's my uh, primary one. Um, and really that just kind of feeds into, I'm 41 and and I know that tons of people in F3 are like, oh my goodness, that's so young. And I know that it is, but the reality is I'm perfectly comfortable with everything that I've done successfully or unsuccessfully fitness wise and really just want to like live and breathe and be surrounded by, you know, the grow rock experience um, and, and seeing people overcome that. Because I just know that my life was radically transformed by F3. And then my first Go rock custom with F3 changed it more. And then my first heavy changed it even more. And the person I am now, I can draw a direct line to that. And, um, so that's my primary objective is you know keeping things open uh being present at home um doing the um you know, cadre school selection, whatever it is uh next year and uh hopefully i mean i have every expectation that I will um get through it um you know get involved with that that's that is all that I know of. The rest is just uh, you. you know, I have a few like lifting goals, like officially you know get some some things recorded. I have un, unofficially gotten some things, but you want to officially join some you know lifting weight benchmark clubs, um, stuff like that. So that's me. Yeah. Later to you.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, some of us still want to join the 1,000-pound club. We just know we aren't going to get there, but, yeah, that, thank you for sharing, because I think that's also um, super candid when you say, um, I'm not going to have another big year, and I think that's, you know, I just appreciate you saying I'm going to focus on my family, and I'm going to focus on keeping the schedule open and making a difference in the events I do. I think uh, thank you for sharing, because I know that's very candid, that question. So, Finger, what do you got?
1: 1,200-pound club is definitely like a, a shadow goal for me. I'd like to be at the so. huh. well in the 1200 hundred pound club. So well I guess if I have a big physical goal. He's probably at eleven seventy right now. <laughs> Not quite, no. <laughs> um Figure, what do you got planned?
0: Man, um on the books right now, uh I've got a go rock tough basic uh here in charlotte the next couple weeks um and then i've got brag heavy tough basic the htb and then after that i don't have anything on the books except for i can't let my good old buddy bago uh go off and do something by himself so i've got to go to cadre school with him um so that's another one of my
1: goals you heard it here first
0: <laughs>
1: I was gonna say I'm texting
0: Linus. Te- yeah, I'm texting Linus as soon as we're getting done here. <laughs> Team Finger Bingo. Um, we'll uh, we'll 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 definitely put an event together <laughs> if we make it through Cadre School. And uh, we'll we'll so it's same for me. Uh, I can also draw a. a A very hard deep line straight back to f3 uh for where i'm for for the man i am standing right now um that's a whole other story but they um i'm gonna i'm going through probably like three three to four different cycles that i've got planned out as far as training wise um it does involve more f3 um that was one of my goals this year was I wanted to with training for selection like we were talking about we didn't we don't get to uh we don't get to get out with the boys much um with our s three groups so i'm gonna get out with those guys more uh put that more in my my training regiments uh but um right now i'm uh, I'm also going through a training cycle or a strength cycle um I think it's twelve or fourteen weeks long, or something like that. I don't mean, I don't even know. Um, you lied but, to me. You said uh, you were in December with me. I am. I haven't done that yet. You start today. I got to start. <laughs> I got to start tomorrow. Uh. <laughs> I had to see what I had to see what your numbers were. Yeah, he's talking twelve hundred pounds. You EU. don't want to train with him, Barry. Yeah, I was gonna say twelve hundred pounds, you wanna stay clear of that guy, man. You're you're gonna be re racking no, I mean, weight every time he gets done. No, that's no, he he ain't got nothing on me. He's got he's got seventy pounds on me. That doesn't mean he's stronger.
1: If it's Olympic lifts, then I'm toast. He I'm Okay. Um God it, it. it is an embarrassment. We're gonna get a
0: fight so, in um, <laughs> I was gonna say before the listeners get really distracted with you two arguing, I wanted, uh, we're on top of our time, so let's do final thoughts. And uh, this can be anything. Uh, obviously, there's a bunch of F3 guys that listen to this, but like I said, there's a bunch of Ruck guys um, that listen in. But it's also just a, a bunch of regular guys. And so anything you want to share? Vega? Um, why don't we go with final thoughts from you first?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, really the um... – with With chicken little, and then I you know had a, a number of things lately I've been trying to grow personally, and I've realized that so much of the problems in America are lack of true men um the the uh, andest uh hashtag andis that dread kicked off and Dark Helmet has pushed and continued, and and um, trying to bridge gaps with people. I mean, Go Rock. We're, we're talking Go Rock F3, you know, bridging the the divide between military and civilian life. But really, um, America is so deeply polarized, and it's a man problem. Who men are not stepping up and being able to say, "We can bridge this divide," you know. You go to grow, grow Ruck, you go to Go rock. you go to Heavies, you do whatever. None of that stuff matters. It doesn't. And the reality is America has gotten, life has gotten so uh, comfortable that we argue about the dumbest stuff because we are not pushing ourselves to more greatness. Uh, I'm not saying that men can solve all the problems. I'm just saying that it is a major contributing factor, and, um, you know, that's where I'm really personally completely separate from uh, any sort of athletic endeavors and trying to grow and see where my place in all of that is um, going forward. So probably not what you asked for, but it's just on my mind. No. But, you know, with chicken, little, you know, that's a man problem, Uh, and, you know, it, it, it kind of ties it up in a bow for me mentally.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm just going to give you a knuckle bump because I think at the end of these podcasts, I'm always asking people final thoughts or words of wisdom. Um, you know, I think sometimes when you just say, this is what's on my heart, and this is what I'm struggling with. I think it's good for the listeners to hear that they're not the only ones going through it. So thanks for being candid. Finger, I'm going to ask you the same, same question. Final thoughts, words of, words of wisdom, anything you want to share. Um, uh yeah i mean that's uh that's tough to follow that's pretty uh it's a pretty good one um so uh, i'm always telling um you know folks that i'm around each and every day is is uh do something hard um it doesn't have to be physical um it can be anything uh if you're trying to start a business and you got a chance of failing, go do it so i mean nothing's gonna happen if you don't try so um i think the I think the world right now is is you know lack of you know manly men, but I think that also caters to uh kind of our we we live in a you know, I can go to the grocery store and get food. I can go do whatever, and it's very easy. Uh, it's very convenient. And uh, taking some of those convenience out of your life, even for just one day, um, just pick something hard to do uh, next year or start, start right now. But um, I think trying to do things hard uh, or doing something hard um uh, Actually, it helps you become a better man, so um, if your nutrition's crap i'm a huge pusher on new- nu- nutrition uh, get your nutrition right, learn about it uh, take that into your f three groups and you know, or your go rug groups or whatever and and teach those other men how to eat right you know so practice on yourself first and uh if you need help, um, uh, you can reach out to me anyway but um and I'll be happy to help with, with, with what little bit of knowledge I have, and and I can at least point you in a direction to
1: uh,
0: find some sources. But um, I'm a huge advocate on pushing for good nutrition and uh, trying something hard, man. So uh, that's my uh, that's my thoughts. Yeah, sleep. and I'm yeah. I was gonna say, can throw some sleep. You in want there. to kill your tea?
1: Stop sleeping. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And, and, and Jocka Jock will say, "I'll sleep when I'm dead, uh, but your tea will be all jacked up, and you'll be irritable all day if you get and a neural over caffeinate right. all day. So gents, uh, obviously, on uh, behalf of the listeners, Pap you know F3, you guys are solid, just uh, keep, getting, keep doing what you're doing. We thank you uh, for being a guest on the round table, and for the rest of you, I'll talk to you next week. See ya. See ya.